Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of This Is My Bourbon Podcast. I'm your host, Perry. With me, as he always is, is the co-host of this here podcast, The Whiskey Mutant, Eric Smith. Coming in hot. Coming in real hot. Like a fajita. We just... I had Taco Bell tonight. That's the exact lyrics. I looked them up just to make sure. (laughs) Yeah, I'm coming in hot, coming in hot, just like the fajita, like the fajita. I write what I live, write what I live. I wanted to say I'm coming in hot, and then I wanted to see what came next, and it literally says, like the fajita. That's so weird. I really did have Taco Bell for dinner tonight. And they left off one of my items. Not only did they leave off one of my items, I ordered extra beef on my quesarito. They basically gave me like less beef than you normally would get. I was so mad. Didn't we rant about Taco Bell last week? No. No, we did. No, we didn't. A week or two ago. I mean, it it definitely wasn't last week. Remember because we were talking about they took the potatoes away from us? That's been a couple of weeks. It feels like just last week. Every thing runs together when you drink for a podcast <laughs> when you drink and you eat for a podcast everything <laughs> runs together yeah we we definitely had some beef literally beef with taco bell is that a pun no okay well if you are new to the show and you want to hear us rant about taco bell <laughs> uh from a couple weeks ago you can do that just uh, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast app of choice. You can also leave us a five-star rating and review. You can also find all of our apparel and merchandise at bourbonshop.threadless.com. Send questions or comments to thismybourbonshop at gmail.com and become a supporter of the show at patreon.com slash podcast for as little as $1 a month and as much as whatever you want to give us. Yeah. If you feel Randy and you just want to give us $37 a month, or if you want to give us $2.89, that's up to you. Yeah, it's you all can, up to you. It's a custom pledge. You can make it happen. You can, Perry can make a tier at any moment. Is that right? I'm, I'm just no, assuming No, I absolutely could, but I'm okay. saying that they can put in their, the, uh, their own preferred amount of money. What would be the forty-seven ninety-eight tier? What would be the the? It would be everything that's on the fifty dollar tier, but but something less, but just less. Like I, if it's sample bottles, I give them like half. What if it's a t shirt, I give them one with a hole poked in the in the armpit. If it's a hangout, it's on the night that my internet's the worst. (laughs) What about the sixty nine ninety nine tier? I. That actually is a very specific tier where... We can't talk about that, can we? We can. But all we can say is nice. Nice. So they get an episode a month that's an hour and a half long of us sitting across from each other. And it's mostly silent, but we're pretty much going... (laughs) Nice. 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 That's so nice. Nice. It's so nice. 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 It's just an hour and a half of that. Oh, well. I mean, so there you go. There's a tier for everyone. There's a tier for everyone. And look, if you want something specific out of Patreon, sign up at whatever you think is appropriate. Send me a message and say, hey, what do you think of this? Yeah, we just recorded a Patreon uh, pregame chat. We did. And we're always looking for questions or something to talk about during the pregame. So. Yeah. I would like to do moving forward. I was really happy you didn't drink from that Glencairn at that time because the no. sample bottle was open. Oh, so you would have like put it into your over. mouth and yeah. down your shirt. I'm not. We we did a pregame chat and we did a pre pre game because we were live streaming earlier. Yeah. So we've been going for a while right now. But I'm not that bad. I'm not going to pour the sample bottle out while I'm trying to drink from the Glink hair. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, would, I would like to do moving forward. And we talked about this a little bit last week. More Patreon-centered stuff, mm-hmm. of course. Uh, you know, monthly maybe do an episode that is a Patreon-suggested topic or we get Patreon involved just in terms of yeah. responding to what the topic is. 
what I would like to for Patreon do like once a month, we do a bonus episode with them. Yeah. I think that would be, be fun. fun. Yeah. Yeah. And that I, I don't want to limit that to like one specific tier or another. No. No, it's all a Patreon. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But you have to be at the 8343 to be able to listen to it. 8343 mash bill tier. 83% corn, 43% rye. It's 126%. <laughs> You know, you can do whatever you want. Yeah, sure. Why not? Give me that sample bottle. So, so we're doing something this week we haven't done in a long time. Yes. So I called an audible because, full disclosure, the Kentucky weather right now is treating me and Perry very well. Because, I mean, in my head right now, I sound like a frog. I don't know if I really sound like that. I think you sound sexy. Hmm. <sighs> Insert the saxophone from Careless Whisper here. Why did that get you so I don't bad? know. I don't know. I have no idea. We have too much fun together. We do. But the weather in Kentucky went from 20 degrees to 75 degrees to raining and my sinuses and stuff are just messed up. So I don't think I could make it through an episode if I was eating something crunchy or chocolatey. So I decided to blind Perry for some flying blind. I feel like I know what this is. You may. Or at the very least, I've had this before. You may. It's, it's definitely barrel proof. <laughs> it tastes so good. Up front, it's a little bit soft. It's kind of herby. Green, but not in like a young way. Midway through, it's really earthy. I get like this, oddly enough, I kind of get like a mushroom note from it. Uh, I, won't, I won't disagree because it's like, it's like a very savory... I could see almost like a steak and mushroom yeah. type thing. Almost like a sweetness of like a, like, I know soy sauce isn't sweet, but it's like kind of like a soy sauce but and it, mushroom. In, yeah. In, in some way, soy sauce does have like a sweetness yeah. to it though. Against my better judgment, I want to say that this is a barely legal rye at barrel proof okay i feel like this falls in it even if it's not barely legal rye it's a higher rye product so it's not a rye okay i mean that's yeah it's a bourbon it's mgp yeah definitely so we are recording on uh veterans day we are yeah so, this is a sample I got sent to me from um, uh, some friends on Instagram. Actually, I think Adam Terry might have sent me this one. I don't know. I have a bunch of I have a bunch of Nashville Barrel Co. samples. Yeah, and this is a Nashville Barrel Co. Five Year Bourbon, and this was picked. Wow, this was picked by Fred Minnick and James of Nashville Barrel Co. Who no are both kidding. veterans. Yeah. It's a five. Fred picked this. Fred and James from Nashville Barrel Co. They picked it on 9-11. Jeez. And it's five years, uh, 120.16 proof. Barrel number 276. You know what's, what's funny? And this just kind of goes to show the impact that Fred has had on me, not just as a bourbon drinker, but as a bourbon analyst in some ways. I was thinking through this in the way that Fred taught me how to taste. Don't just say things like, it's earthy. What kind of earthy is it? Yeah. Is it dirt? Is it mushrooms? Is it, you know, sandy, whatever? Um, don't just say it's sweet. What kind of sweet is it? Is it confection? Is it fake sugar? Is it this, that, and the other? And that 
something about this just feels so right being a Fred Minnick pick. I just I can't I can't get over the fact that that's yeah man. I've only had a few Fred picks. There's the picture. Okay, so I've seen that bottle. Dang. Man. Yeah. This is phenomenal. Yeah. So It's such a like a sweet salty sweet yeah. and savory. Oh yeah, absolutely. So, my both of my grandfathers were veterans. Um my grandfather on my mom's side served as an electrician uh in the army uh, and my grandfather on my dad's side was in the navy. My uh my grandpa was in the navy. Yeah. So. So, it and and I this is a weird thing to say, but I don't have any grandparents left. Yeah. So I, when, it, when it comes to something like Veterans Day or you know Remembrance Day or Memorial Day or whatever, I get a little bit more sentimental. Yeah. So this was like, this was perfect yeah. for today. Yeah, whenever uh, I text you and I was like, you know, I don't think I can do a pairing right now like with, I don't want to be coughing and all that during the and i saw that and i knew that i had that sample and it, it just like clicked it was like that's the one i have to do it so that's we flying blind so i'm gonna um i'm gonna go ahead and give myself this little bit of homework but i i i am i don't speak about it a lot but i'm very passionate about veteran care once they come back to mm-hmm. the states post-war and and everything um, so I'm going to do a little bit of research in the description is going to be a link to some organization that people can donate to, uh, for, for veteran help, veteran relief. Um, in the past, of course, we've done Movember fundraisers, which, uh, it, it's, it's not just for men's mental health. It's for men's physical health as well, like prostate cancer and cancer in men in general uh because it's something that we don't talk a whole lot about and i i do think too that as a subset of that veteran health veteran mental health is extremely important and if we are going to request people to defend our country with everything they have we should give them everything in return. We should take care of them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, I might even drop a little bit of uh, audio in here, letting you know more about the organization specifically. Uh, if not, that is in the description below. It's probably because I'm a little bit emotional about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, one way or another, that is going to be down below uh, in the description of this episode. So... We have veteran listeners. We do too. I mean, that that's that this this is the most like far reaching podcast I feel like I could have asked for. I mean Yeah. I'm I'm very happy with and and proud of our listenership. So on this and you know, this is coming out a few days later, but on this Veterans Day. Cheers. Cheers to you guys. Sincerely. Appreciate y'all. Yep. Man, that's a really good I pick. Though. I wish I had a I wish I had a full bottle of it. I wish I wonder if Fred has any. He may. They did a um I wanna say that the when they released it in the gift shop and stuff, it was like part of it went charity to support good. veterans and stuff like that. Good. So that's what we love to hear. Yeah. I also love to hear what it is that you've been drinking recently. What have I been drinking? So, we were both at OBC we this were past both at Monday OBC. with Mr. Don Nishida, which was awesome hanging out with Don. And I reached into the back of the, I don't even know if it was on the menu, but I knew that they had it. One of my favorite OBC picks, the Bell Mead. Speaking of MGP, we just drank MGP. <laughs> 12 year, was it 12 year? Yeah. Yeah. 
12 year Bell Mead OBC pick, which I thought Perry had finished it himself. I thought that I had too. And I don't remember what the actual context of it was, but I feel like I remember being there one night and Iverson or Akeem saying, This is all that we have left. And me feeling a little hesitant about it, but they were like, No, go ahead. Maybe they found another bottle. They might have. Maybe they thought wrong. Either way. But, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you. No, no, no. You're fine. <laughs> That's a phenomenal 12-year-old whiskey. Oh, <laughs> let me tell you. That Bell Mead, I'd put it up against almost anything. There's just something about, dude, there's something about those 12 to 13-year-old MGPs that... I don't know, man. There's just something about them. Oh, yeah. But that 12-year-old Bellmead OBC pick is just something special. And I'm so glad they have some of it left. I just could not get over the fact that we got that little surprise of them bringing it out. Oh, yeah. And our, our waitress, too, was like, I'm not sure, but I'll go check. Let me ask. No problem came right out with it. Maybe Bucky was just back there, and he was like, you know what? Here you go. He oh. already knew that I wasn't getting the job. <laughs> <laughs> Let him have it. So he was, yeah, he was trying to soften the blow for me a little bit. Um, yeah, I, I talked about this a little bit on Patreon. I'm going to glance over it very, very briefly. But I, uh, I had interviewed to be the graphic designer for bhg bluegrass hospitality group which is the company that owns obc and unfortunately i didn't get it it's okay i'm still employed i'm still making money uh but it was just kind of a little little shot that (laughs) i wasn't entirely prepared for but uh but you were in the running for the end i was in the running you need that's all that matters to me right now so, and what matters is that I'm making money. Yeah. So I can't be too upset about it. As far as what I've been drinking recently, though, I, you sent me actually the post about it. But one of our local liquor stores that I have really kind of started to just fall in love with in general because they're very small, family owned, Jackson's Wine and Spirits. Put out a Knob Creek pick. I am like a teenager at prom night <laughs> with that pick. I have to tell myself You're no. Kissing on it and stuff. You're oh, it it's fondling it. Not when you put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I love that pick so much. And again, I mentioned it last week, but I just feel like I can't get away from getting murdered from it like a, by a slasher murder like yeah, yeah exactly teenage you're just doing <laughs> bad things to it you're just getting murdered oh i didn't want to be the you said it i didn't want to be the bad guy in this scenario you're not the bad guy well i am i'm the guy that nobody's rooting for <laughs> you know what i mean like that's the way that you were you were <laughs> posing that for me <laughs> i'm the dumb jock that no anyway <laughs> I, it, it's just continuing with this trend of Knob Creek picks, like hitting another high for me that I, of course, wish that we had more 15, 16 year old picks, but I don't know. I feel like they're putting out really great single barrels. I think it all depends right on who now. picks it. I think so too, but to have found such consistency. Yeah. I think that speaks volumes to what is actually being placed in front of them at the moment. They just posted they were at Buffalo Trace picking an Eagle Rare, too. They so. did. Yeah, when I went through the drive-thru to get the bottle, they said that they were about to go do that. So It'll be about three years before it comes in. Probably. Probably, probably <laughs> if, if they're lucky. But uh, as of recording, too, we just got done with a live stream where we reviewed the Wise Man Kentucky Owl bourbon. It's it's rough. It's rough. I'm I'm not explosions. <laughs> like I don't want to beat around the bush with it 
at this point, there's just not much going on. No. And I really wish that there were. I wish that this product that was supposed to be a... An, an approachable version of a premium product that it had something that could be offered to the general public, but it's not there. No. It's not there. I mean, at some point, we thought it was an Irish whiskey. We thought it was a rye. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it does not hit the mark of being a bourbon. No. Makes me sad, man. I know. It does. Makes me sad. I think, though, that now is the time for us to dive headfirst head first. into this episode, and we, they, <laughs> 20 minutes later, um, <laughs> but we are actually focusing on reviews this week. Yeah, two reviews, right? Two reviews. One is going to be the Buzzard's Roost Kentucky Straight Bourbon was Well, oh. no, it's not Kentucky. It's actually sourced from MGP. I apologize, but it's their very first bourbon release. Um, so we're going to be looking at that in a minute, but we're also, because I said so last week, mm. going to be reviewing the 2021 Old Forester birthday bourbon, 12 years old, 104 proof, MSRP of $130, mash bill, Brown Foreman, Brown Foreman. It smells like brown for me. It's it says undisclosed, but it also says seventy two percent corn, eighteen percent rye, and ten percent malted barley. Uh, this actually goes back to a small conversation that I was having with Darren last week. That I had mentioned at one point that I didn't think that Old Forester was high rye. It's eighteen percent. Really? Yeah. Huh. So who knew? Who knew? I mean, I didn't at the time. I don't think I've really looked into their mash bill. It smells brown foreman. It does, but I don't think that it smells so brown foreman-y that I can't separate it from what my kind of preconceived notions are around brown foreman. It smells, it smells very cherry and chocolate. I'm getting a little bit of banana, though. I can see that. Right. I get cherry chocolate, and then there's some banana. And it's like it's not like ripe or uh, older banana. It's more like candy banana. It's kind of like runts. Right on the end. Man. A lot of brown sugar. A lot of chocolate on the palate. Whew. It's hot for 104. Ah, wow. 104. I will say, out of the recent birthday bourbon releases, this might be my favorite. There is a... Almost like a snickerdoodle. Ooh, yeah, you're right. Right there, right mid-palate. And the finish is a little heavier than what I would think. What, did you say 104? Yeah, 104, but it is 12 years old. Oh, so you're getting a little bit of that oak oak finish on there. Oh, snickerdoodles all day long. More banana, cherry, chocolate on the nose. But it's it's a lot of that, that baking spices I, and snickerdoodle. I genuinely really like this. Oh, this really is good. the this is the best birthday bourbon I've had since I knew what birthday bourbon was. So basically, about like the past four or five years, I've been able to try. I th- I think all of them. We should side by side it with twenty twenty. I don't. <laughs> I had this in my bag the whole time. Are got, you kidding me? I got this last year. Did at, you seriously? At Total Wine Lottery. I didn't even know that. That's the only time I've ever won Total Wine Lottery. Oh my gosh. I was about to say, I don't know where my 
2020 birthday bourbon sample is. I've just brought it over. Holy crap, dude. <laughs> okay. I wasn't going to tell you because I wanted that response. <laughs> well, I'm sorry I don't have anything for you in terms of that kind of no. surprise. Well, mate. Because I hadn't really Not mentioned yet. it that much since I first got it, and I know it got I lost in the chat for a long time. I didn't time. know that you got... I, well, at the very least, I don't remember that you got this. Well, wow. The, the bad thing is, I didn't enjoy it that much. <laughs> so, funny story about the 2020 Old Forester birthday bourbon. I had requested media samples of it, like, right before Eden was born last year. And I got all I got all nervous because I thought that it was going to get delivered while we were in the hospital right. with with Eden. And you know, I'm sending the the rep an email saying, "Do we need to sign for it? Do we need to make sure somebody's at the house for it and everything?" My wife just gave birth, and you know, we're I wasn't expecting it to get here during this time and whatnot. And she was like, nah, it's fine. <laughs> you don't have to sign for it. Dude, I just don't. It's not. It's not as good as this new batch. So 2020 was 10 years old. 10 years old. 2021 is 12. I think that there is a distinct difference mm-hmm. in the nose just based on age. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, the 2021 definitely has more depth it definitely has more age on it and not just that the higher proof i think is also really helping it out yep this is 98 proof this reminds me of woodford reserve and i'm not saying woodford reserve is bad i'm just saying like this is a birthday bourbon and when i smell it i feel like i'm smelling woodford reserve that's definitely an old Forester product. And on the palate, it's just, it tastes like old Forester. It's a little flat. Mm-hmm. It doesn't quite have the depth that I want it to. It's kind of like the 100 proof old Forester. Yeah. I think that's actually a really good approximation. Yeah. Like, it, it just feels like an older, a slightly older version of the old Forester signature. Yeah, it's not bad, but it's not what I would... And this goes back to last week's episode. (laughs) Yeah. When I said Old Forester Birthday Bourbon recently has not been the premium product that I would expect it to be. I can't believe that you were able to surprise me with that. (laughs) That was incredible. I've yet to win any Total Wine Lottery since then. (laughs) This is the only one. I won... I won one. I don't think I even picked it up. It was the old Forster 150th. <laughs> that actually might have been Liquor Barn, though, now that I think about it. But I, I'm not one to hunt down or hoard old Forster birthday bourbon. I had a bottle that I bought secondhand off somebody because they didn't like it. And then I sold what I had left of mine secondhand because I also didn't like it that much. And I, I, I don't really regret it because I just, it's just not in my wheelhouse. Uh, Excuse me, in my ball house. Your ball house. I don't know. Like, okay, the 2021 old Forrester birthday bourbon, I would definitely seek out before I would the 2020. Yeah. But still, at the same time, I mean, people, how many, how many days did people wait in line for it? Mm. What, two or three days? At least two, yeah. They had to eventually just give out tickets and say, leave, something like that. I don't know. I just feel like, I feel like the birthday bourbons just, I don't know. They're the premium limited edition, and they just don't do it for me. I would love to try some older ones. I think the oldest yeah. one I've done is 2018. I feel like I've had 2015 or 16. And even still, not being overly impressed with yeah. it. 
So I would love to have them just to have for like my kids' birthdays. Oh yeah. Absolutely. If anybody has an 08, an O an eleven, and a thirteen, you know, you can send them to me. <laughs> <laughs> Just send them to me. Send me an offer. I'll consider it. Um very quickly, what do you want to do do you want to go through nose palette finish price? Yeah, I'll see. All right, sure. Nose on this one. Man, I've really it keeps growing on me too. Definitely a three point five. Man, it it's it's rich, it's complex. I enjoy the nose better than the palette. I'm gonna say a four. It's so like you said, rich. It's there's, there's like sugar and candy. You got the banana in there. I'll say a four. See, I like the palette. I think for different reasons, that's where a lot of the complexity comes into play for me. But I don't think I like the flavors of it as much as I do what's on the nose. Not so much so that it's like upsetting me. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? I. Uh, it's just like slightly not there. I was going to say palette to me is 2.5. Palette for me is a three. Okay. So. I could smell this all day, and I could smell it longer than I could taste it. Yeah. Finish, though. It's a little light. I'm getting a toasted caramel that I wasn't before. Some, like, graham crackers as well. But I... I I don't know. I almost get more chocolate and cherry on the finish. But it's still not very prominent. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. So. I I don't hate the finish. I just wish that there were more of it. I wish it lasted longer. Yeah, exactly. So I'm um, actually going to give it a two. I was going to say a 2.5. Yeah. So currently I am sitting at an 8.5. And that is without considering the price. Now, it is a premium product at $130. And it's almost it's, impossible to get. Well, and yes, and it's also tough be, be, because like this is one of the more subjective pickups that I think people are going to find on the market because it does correlate to special events based on year. Yeah. So that in and of itself is, it's almost a non-starter because people are going to justify whether or not they want to pay that premium price based, based on their own experience. Yeah. So, for me, it's a little bit outside of my price range. And I think that, in general, Old Forester Birthday Bourbon has been such a letdown over the past few years. And I just feel like I have not had that right batch. Or I've not had the right release or whatever. And, I mean, if there's something that I'm missing, if there is one batch that I need to try, please let me know. And I will happily accept the sample. I would of it. love, to, yeah, I would love to know like the, like the phenomenal batch out of the last like. When did they start? Do you know when they started? Oh, I'm I'm gonna get called out for it. I think it was the early 2000s, yeah. maybe late 90s. But I would I, love to know what that that one batch that just everybody goes crazy. Yeah, for. yeah. Um. I think that the the goods and the bads kind of create this counterbalance between each other. And I hate to be really middle of the road with it, but there are better products you can get at this price point, but there are also products that might have more sentimentality to yeah. you just based on what they are at face value. 
I'm going to give it a 2.5. I'm not super happy with that price. <laughs> with, with that gauging of the price. But I, I just think that it's one of the more subjective ways to approach your decision making on a, a particular bourbon. Yeah, I, I, I think I'm going to stick probably around the same as you, 2.5, because you're either going to get it in a lottery yeah, or you're going to have to camp out for it. And unless I'm just like trying to like either complete the collection or I really just want one for, you know, the, the year of a kid or a birthday, you know, something like that. I just, I don't know. It just doesn't, it doesn't taste like I would want to camp out for three days for it. I I would rather find a pick or a single barrel Mm -hmm. that is from, I mean, even like the year that my kid was born. Yeah. I would rather go for that. Or the year that I got married. I've or had, when I graduated high school. I've or, had Old Forster picks that I would put over top of this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think part of that is the, the proof hound in us. Well, even some of the naughty, the naughty proof yeah. hounds. Yeah, for are, sure. Are a little bit more complex and better. Yeah. All that being said, I, I, I mean, I'm at an 11 out of 20. I don't 50, even know what 50, I was. 55 yeah. out of 100 is not great. I think this is one, if you are just curious enough to try it, maybe try it at a bar. Yeah. It's not a full pass for me. It's just a, like, I can understand if there are other things that you would rather spend the money on. Yeah. Because, I mean, at a bar, this is probably, what, like $20, $25 an ounce? Yeah. Unless they're if, doing some kind of special, it. like... I know uh, Whiskey Bear before they. Uh, oh yeah, they did a whole like their birthday. Man. They did a. I think they had 2018, 2019 birthday bourbon, and they had a special. You could get a pour of it for a good price, and it was because it was their birthday. Yeah, I haven't been to Whiskey Bear in forever. They're not there anymore. Well, I know, but they. They're they're they making moved. a new they're making a new thing. Yeah. I mean, still, I haven't. Either way, I've been able to support them. No, in a I've while. got most of their picks still. Although that Four Roses Victory mm. Royale, <laughs> I don't think we're legally allowed to talk about that. No, no, we're not. Yeah, let's get that one out. Yeah, well, no, <laughs> I'm gonna leave, I'm gonna leave it in. <laughs> All right, one more review. We're doubling up on them. Double. And this is a brand new release. I have not yet seen a review of it. I did get to go to the preview party, I guess, for this release at Bardstown Bourbon Company, where they are going to be doing their, uh, their contract distilling through moving forward. This is an MGP-sourced bourbon with two different mash bills. Uh, both are high rye bourbons. But this is the very first bourbon release from Buzzard's Roost. Hey, you sent me pictures when you were there. I wasn't able to go, but it looked like an awesome event. So because I was able to go to the preview release, preview party, I guess, for it, I did get a little bit of extra information about this product in general. Um even down to what's going on with the barrels themselves. So they basically buy up what is about four-year-old product from MGP. I believe that one of them is around 20% rye. The other one is north of 30% rye. So really high rye bourbons that that go into this. Uh, But they also rebarrel their bourbon. So technically it's a double barreled whiskey. They don't expressly state that. Um 
but it's rebarreled into a char one barrel. Uh, he- uh, as they say, we use proprietary levels of toast to coax every specific flavor from the oak, uh, and their barrels are seasoned for at least 18 months. So this is a blend, as I said, of two different mash bills. Okay. But it is anywhere from four to six-year-old bourbon, barrel strength, uh, barrel or bottled rather at 114.4 proof. Again, distilled in Indiana, rebarreled in Char One New American Oak, uh, and created from two distinct rye mash bills. MSRP of $85. Okay. Are these not single barrel? No, this is a batch. Batch. I got to say, it smells pretty good. (laughs) It makes me want to sit around a campfire. It's smoky. And... It's got a really nice toasted marshmallow note, too. I was going to say smoky and marshmallowy. And I'm going to, it's almost like a charcoal note, but I'm not saying it's bad, like charcoal. I think, I mean, the palate, I mean, I like the palate even more than the nose. I do too. I think that it does show just a little bit of its youth on the palate. Just a little. Well, you said four to six? Yeah. I think that double barreling, though, is really kind of what helps to elevate the profile itself, the palate itself, right? Because it, it starts to bring out the the toasted oak, the toasted marshmallow, and yeah. like I even kind of get this like toasted coconut note right. as well. No, I, I get, I almost get like this pineapple. It's like this upside down cake, like kind of like boozy like mm. rum s- style like pineapple no yeah. in it I really like it I like it a lot I What's the price on this? It's 85. I know it's over at, at least slightly overpriced. I could maybe see this going for about $60. I could see that. And I don't know, sometimes I'm like up to $25 over is, it doesn't make me feel as bad about it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I love, I'm telling you, I'm getting like this rum pineapple. No. And like, I love it. You're going to have some more. I have just a little. I figured you would. Just a little. Just just a hair. Just a nip. And that's a good sign too. Like I I, I agree. So when I, I tried it on Tuesday, I mean, initially I was like, oh my gosh, this is so good. And and I went through it a little bit quicker than most of the people around me did. And I even went back <laughs> to the bar and they had some extra Glen Karen's left over. And I was like, <laughs> Could I by chance get a <laughs> give me a little bit, get more. a little bit more, yeah, a little bit there. extra over there? Uh, they also had their toasted barrel rye. How's out. that? So good. It's a much more subtle toasted barrel, though. I'm telling you, I've said it before. You say it again. The, I'll say it again. You the say toast it a thousand, thousand, I'll, thousand, I'll thousand say it times over and more. over again. <laughs> the toasting on the rye products That's is where, where it's, at. it's at to me. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Okay. Nose palette finish price. Nose. It's one of the more interesting noses I have gotten on a bourbon in a very long time. It's even savory. Oh, yeah. Which I, I, like, wasn't expecting. But it does maintain so much of that sweetness, that double oakedness, the the toast bear, toasted double barrel. Oakedness. Double oakedness. Double oakedness. Oaken. 
Brokenness. Do you know for a long time I thought that the Harry Potter sequel was called um uh, uh the the cursed child or whatever <laughs> instead of the cursed child. I said that to Lucy one day and she was like, You're an idiot. And I was like, Yeah, I know I you're probably right, but I'm not saying I'm wrong. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm wrong. It's just wildly unique for a nose. It is. It's not my favorite, but I just like it for how crazy it is. I mean, you know me. You know I like the crazy. You, I literally have funky nerds. I, I could see you pairing this with, like, sour candy. Yeah. Like, not, not a Sour Patch Kid, but I mean, like, a straight-up sour candy. Oh, I would go a freaking, like, you remember the Crybabies? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. A Warhead? Warhead, yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. I like the nose a lot. Yeah. I'm, I'm saying, like, a 3.5 on the nose. I have to agree. It's like this sour, but like sweet. It's like, it's a sweet and sour. Yeah. Yeah, 3.5. For, for sure. sure. Yeah. Jinx. Oh, no. Pal- Perry, Perry, Perry. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> or else it's just going to be <laughs> you doing the just, podcast I'm forever. I'm done. I can't, I can't remember the outro. <laughs> the The palette is so even. And I mean that in the best way. That from front to back, it's just mouth coating. And I don't feel like it's missing anything in terms of like what it is. Yeah. Right. I I, I hope I'm I'm putting that the right way. It's like it is a four to six year old bourbon. You're not you're not gonna get anything complex complex. Well, I but I do think that it is complex. But it's gonna make you think about it, if that makes any sense. It's tough. And I'm trying to give it the benefit of the doubt because I do know that the double barreling is doing a lot of the hard work here. Right? Mm-hmm. That being said, it still tastes good. Yeah. Oh, it tastes great. I'm, I think the nose is doing a good job of hiding a little bit of the youth. I don't think that the palate quite has that same characteristic to it. Well, I mean, initially, three. If I'm saying the, the nose is 3.5, I'm going with the three on the I'm, palate. I'm going with the three on the palate as well. And that's not bad. I think the finish is the part of this bourbon that makes it a a like home run for me. The though. finish shines out of everything. Yeah. Like you got a great nose and then you got a palate that's oh. like kind of stands up to the nose, but that finish the man, finish there's shows like peanut butter and marshmallows. Yeah, the, the finish, finish shows all of the oak mm-hmm. too. It has everything that I was looking for with the tannins in that second barreling, but I that finish is just incredible. The finish is the freaking home run of this what? bottle. Okay. I'm trying to do this before we get to the price because I think that once we get to the price, it's going to change things a little bit. As far as a four to six year old blended bourbon goes, double barreled or not, I think this is one of the better younger bourbons that is on the market. I, uh, I won't disagree. I would struggle to not pick this in a blind flight with a new riff single barrel cast strength. And a wilderness trail, yeah. Cast. Oh, it could be on the same line as all three, yeah. all, as both of those. Now, I think that's where it kind of falls flat because of the price. Yeah, 
this could 100% be a contender if they had priced it $20, $30 less. I think that $50 to $65 range is perfect. Yeah. But, but that being said, I do think that you see the craft that goes into this. Mm-hmm. I think that there is still that passion and that energy behind it, especially from a craft whiskey brand. Yeah. But does it mean that I'm going to pick it up over a rare breed? I don't think so. No. So, uh, I don't, I don't want to go this low, but I feel like a 2.5 on the price. It, it hurts me to, yeah. to say that, but I was going to say it, a two. I feel like this would, like you, well, like I'm repeating what you just said, but this could battle with the 50 to $65 bottles all day long. Yeah. But when you, there's just something about adding another 15 to $20 that it just makes it hard. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I'm at a 13 out of 20. I never keep score. I don't even know what I'm at. <laughs> well, we had the same thing on the first two. Yeah. 3.5 and three. We, actually, we both had the same score on finish, right? Four? Yeah, I think it's a two on the price. Duh. And I had a 2.5. So, what am I, 12.5? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, though, like, I, I have given bottles that I have liked less than this a recommend. Yeah. At 13 out of 20, this is still a recommend for me. Oh, I'd recommend it. I think this is something that not only should be on your shelf, but should be something that you consider buying a second bottle of. Yeah, I can't, I can't <laughs> disagree. I, and I cannot believe that I am saying that about a four- to six-year-old bourbon at this price point. Yeah. But I really do think that this is the epitome of what finely crafted young bourbon can be yeah that double barrel absolutely makes this worthwhile mm-hmm. so like you get all that marshmallow and peanut butter and it's it's yeah. not it's not marshmallow and peanut butter it's fluffernutter fluffernutter <laughs> with without a doubt it's fluffernutter oh yeah 100 percent. i mean it's it's that campfire toasted and it's the epitome of what it is. Dude, it, it makes me want a peanut butter and fluffernutter sandwich so badly. You saw, you saw the, the uh, s'more I made this past weekend, didn't you? Oh, yeah, I absolutely did. I'd... That was the best s'more I've ever made. We probably shouldn't talk about it too much on air. But, yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah it looks like it was great. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Thank you so much to Buzzards, by the way, for inviting me to the the event. And Eric is going to be a part of those as well yeah. in the future, just depending on scheduling and, and what about the schedule. But man, but Perry, I felt like I was there though because you were texting me. And I was you were texting you. I was sending me videos stories, and yeah. stories and everything. So I felt like I was there. It was a great. It looked like a great event. And it was. I'm, I'm it was. Glad we it got, was nice and small. It wasn't like overblown or anything so i'm i'm ready for more from buzzard's roost i'm ready to see what comes next i need i need to try that toasted one i'm also ready for some tips and bits tips and bits what do you got this week buddy so i've been dabbling in the the black arts Uh, uh (laughs) uh-oh oh no no i've actually okay so i gave you hell about stuff that you had just started watching. And oh, did you yeah. know that I just started watching Harry Potter? Did you really? Yeah. Huh. I don't know. It was I don't know if it was the time it was out or what, but 
Yeah, I remember you saying that it, you just missed it. Like it was. Yeah, I kind of. You were at it. the like tail end of. I was at the tail end. Yeah, and then it was kind of one of those things where people were like, "You should watch this. You should watch this." And I'm like, "If you tell me to watch this one more time, I'm going to lose my mind." <laughs> but I kind of had a gap where nobody told me to watch it, and so I've started Harry Potter, and I'm on the third movie, and I'm enjoying it. Good. It's nice. Um, so a lot of people listening probably have already watched it, but you know, whatever, but I am going to recommend another movie that dabbled in the black arts. Willie's Wonderland. (laughs) I don't know anything about this movie. So Willie's Wonderland. Have you heard of Five Nights at Freddy's? Mm. Mm Mm-hmm. So this is a Nicolas Cage movie. Like new Nicolas Cage, where he's like, I don't give a crap what okay. I'm doing. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Nicolas Cage, he's in this movie called Willie's Wonderland, and he doesn't say one line. He just really? does grunts and moans and different things like that. He's traveling through this town, and a little bit of spoiler alert. Does he have long hair in it? Eh, it's just the normal Nicolas Cage. Stuff. Oh, okay. Never it's mind. not. It's not Con what, Air what, Nicolas Cage. What's the movie that just came out recently where he has like oh, Witcher um, hair? It's the one where it's like a, it's like a pig or something like that. He's like I think that. it is called Pig. Yeah, but this one is. <laughs> <laughs> so there's this Chuck E. Cheese type pizza party place in this town, and these people, they did a ritual to the devil and their souls got put in these animatronics okay and in order for the animatronics to not mess with the town the town finds people to feed to these possessed animatronics so Nicolas Cage gets put in this position where he's supposed to clean and take care of this pizza place in order to pay off the debt that he needs to get his car fixed to get out of this town. Well, Nicolas Cage doesn't give a crap about anything, and he no. he basically cleans and he kills animatronics. <laughs> and it's so bad that it's amazing. I, I have to check that out. Then. You got to. <laughs> I can't remember. It's either on uh, Prime or Hulu, but I've got both. It's out of control. He doesn't even say a word in the whole thing. That's so. That is the most Nicholas Gage thing I've ever heard in my entire yeah. life. It's out of control. So good, so bad, but so good. So I'll do two this week. Okay. One is the newest season of Dave. Which is Lil Dicky mm-hmm. on FX. I haven't watched the new season. It's so good. It, it's, I feel about it the same way that I kind of did with the season two, the second season rather, of Ted Lasso. Where it kind of takes a deeper dive into mental health and, yeah. you know, what it means to be a creative and, you know, who you are past the first thing that you were the most confident about creatively. And I knew who Lil Dicky was <laughs> before this, this show came out, but I just have, I have an appreciation for David Bird, who is Lil Dicky, yeah. the rapper, uh, outside of, the show and outside of who he is as a, a music musical artist, I guess. Um, and I, it's just strange. It's a weird show. I don't recommend it for everybody. Don't watch it with your kids. No, I've, I've seen the first season and yeah, don't walk, watch it with your kids. No, I'll also recommend something else musical. And I think that this is going to be a little bit more up your alley. But there's an artist named Grandson. He's like... He's kind of moshy, like pop punk. But 
the modern version of it. Okay. And I I had been listening to him kind of off and on. He'd show up on Sirius XM every now and then. And he played at Lollapalooza this year. And that's where I was like convinced that he is an absolute force of nature in the the music industry right now. But he he's got that like unassuming quality to him and to his music to where you don't feel like you're being preached to or you know the the lyrics are not necessarily secondhand, but they're not like what makes you listen to it. Yeah. And I feel like the same thing is true about Screamo. <laughs> because <laughs> and I say that very confidently being married to somebody who loves <laughs> Screamo. Um that I mean the the lyrics themselves are pretty deep and I mean they have like a a meaning behind them and it's not just somebody going I live that and I I think that grandson is kind of like the evolution of that for mainstream audiences yeah so I I haven't fully gotten into his catalog I haven't fully gotten into knowing like what's going on there but I am 100% on board with his music and I'll check that out yeah for sure we should really wrap this up because <laughs> your eyes have gotten saggier and saggier. I don't feel like they have though. But you're like, <laughs> I'm I'm tired. I, I know you not, are. I will I will not even deny that. But do you feel okay? Oh yeah, I feel fine. All right, well that's that's all I needed. To know. Yeah, you don't have to tell me anything. <laughs> I'm irresponsible if I'm ignorant towards the situation. No, I feel fine. I know I'm tired. <laughs> But I feel fine. Oh, that's okay. This is like me at the time where I'm like, I'm gonna watch some anime now. I wanna watch something. You can start One Piece. I was gonna start Cowboy Bebop. Oh, you should. I would yeah. no, don't start One Piece. I'm I liter- watched I'm some literally of One Piece. on episode nine hundred and ninety eight. Jeez. <laughs> We're getting ready to hit episode one thousand. <laughs> Cowboy Bebop, yes, you could do that. <laughs> 25 episodes and you're yeah. done. <laughs> yeah, you're good. You're yeah. good on that. Anyway, thank you all so much for listening to this week's episode. If people want to follow up with you on social media, Eric, where can they do that? At Whiskey Mutant on Instagram and Twitter. And search it on YouTube. Give me some more subscribers on YouTube. But other than that, mainly Instagram. All the pairings. Well, if you want to follow me, I am at pritter1492. For now. For now. That's changing soon. It's going to be 1792 very soon. Ooh. Because of Kentucky. Ooh. 1794 proof? Pritter foolproof 1792? I think that handle's too long. <laughs> <laughs> But if you want to follow the show itself, it's at my bourbon pod on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. If you are listening in an app that allows for you to leave a five-star rating and review, you can do that. And we'll read it out here on the show, especially if it's not an Apple Podcast <laughs> app and you send us a screenshot. I'll read of it. anything that somebody sends to us. Yeah, we said that anything. last week. Yeah. Any anything. Grocery Literally list, anything. Your memoir. Your short story, your comic book, I'll read it. Maybe you not your manifesto. Me. Like the more I thought about that, I was like, I don't know if I want to Patreon exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> but you can find all of our apparel and merchandise at bourbonshop.threadless.com. You can also send us a question or comment to this my bourbon shop at gmail.com. And you can also leave us a barrel ring. At 859-428-8253. And this week, we do have a barrel ring from none other than Papa Ritter. Oh, baby! Baby! Papa Ritter is a very well-known wrestling fan. 
and I appreciate that. It's true. All right. Papa Ritter's Barrel Ring coming at you. Hey, Perry. Hey, Eric. It's Papa Ritter. Oh. How is everybody doing today? I wanted to call, say good morning, because it is Wednesday, November 10th. And you won't be playing this until the next time you record. And it's, what, three days before my birthday? So I thought I'd call before I turned 57. And uh, just say hello. Um, I'm listening to the latest episode. I think it's 204. Um, I think I need to try some of those uh, Utah cookies. They sound like uh, they're very good. That's as far, about as far as I've gotten in the episode. But I don't think anybody's putting pudding, uh, sending you all barrel rings anymore. So that's why I thought I'd call and just, like, eat up some time. Um, it's a pretty day here in Paris, Kentucky. Um, I'm at Perry's grandparents' house. This might be one of the last fall days I'm here, because hopefully I'll get rid of this house soon. Um, but I just want to say, hey, I miss being on the show. So if you want to send me an invitation sometime... I would accept it. And uh, I'd like to say hey to the listeners and tell you all what I've been drinking, which is a lot. So we'll talk soon. And see ya. Bye. Well, thanks, Papa Ritter, for sending us a, a barrel ring. And I think that means that we all three have to record an episode together I soon. Think so. Sounds like it. Sounds good to me. And last but not least, patreon.com slash podcast for as little as a dollar a month. You can support the show for as little as five a month. You can get some bonus content, including the pregame chats, early access to episodes, the unedited versions, by the way. It's a big unedited version this week. It's something. <laughs> and some other goodies, including early access to barrel picks, which, by the way... Ooh, we, we got a wilderness one. trail barrel pick picking in the rain. I'm picking in the rain. Picking in the rain. That is coming out very, very soon. Head to Patreon to find out more about how to acquire a bottle of that. You don't want to miss it. Limited bottles. At least, well, yeah, yeah at least a bottle. Mm-hmm. So that does it. Thank you all so much. Thank you. That does it for this week. What are we doing next week? Uh. Did we talk about next week? No, I don't think we did. I was just trying to throw that at you. We'll all be a surprise. It'll be a surprise for everybody. Surprise for everybody. Until then, though, I am Perry. I'm Eric. And this is my bourbon podcast. (laughs) 